Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, with the advent of the internet, selling your shit takes a whole new spin. Because with eBay and... God, what is the other ones called? I have one, uh, Top Hat, Get Stuff. I mean, there's about five or ten different apps out there that you can get that allow you to sell your stuff. Craigslist is like the online garage sale of, of the century. You can find anything on Craigslist. Half of it's stolen. But I kind of have a little bit of loose morals when it comes to that. And if somebody's willing to put it up for sale and I happen to come over with the money and it's maybe a tenth of what it should be going for, I don't ask questions. I just buy and head off. Now, I try not to buy illegal things. I buy legal things. You know, if you're selling a brand new Blu-ray player for... Oh, 20 bucks. You know, and I get there and it's still in the box and hasn't been opened yet. I don't ask that question. It's none of my business. This is a businessman, a business transaction. I'm taking my shit and going home. But the old way to do it was the garage sale. I know somebody from high school, and I actually was envious of this when she told me about it. She said from when she was 18 years old, her and her her other sister and her mom would go out every Sunday. They would start early. At 6 a.m., they would plot out at least two garage sales to go to. And each one had 20 bucks. That's all you're allowed to spend. And they would go out until about 9 a.m., so for a good three hours. And at the end of that time, they would, they would finally stop and everybody look at what everybody else has bought. And whoever had the best stuff got treated to breakfast by the other two. And they would go to breakfast. It sounds like a lovely thing. But, I mean, you've got to go back to George Carlin's comments about garage sales. Your house is essentially a place to keep your shit. And you go to a garage sale, and you buy other people's shit. Or you have a garage sale and try to sell your shit. Because your stuff is stuff. Their stuff is shit. I used to love George Carlin. He would do he would play on words so well with all that. But he made a lot of sense. You do think of it that way. Your stuff is worth buying. Other people, they have shit. And it is. It's a little bit of arrogance on our part that we we think that we have such great taste that other people's stuff, uh, they have no taste. Well, these are also those people without taste. Those are the ones that you're hoping will buy your stuff. So in the back of your head, you're shitting on them, but you are expecting them to do you a favor. Because the last thing you want is to get stuck with your shit. Or other people's shit. That's what I, I, I got out of that thing with her. I asked her that. I said, out of all those Sundays of going out with your mom and your sister, how many times did you guys come home with just a whole bunch of shit? And she said it was a near thing. It was like some weekends, it's, well, this is blue. Therefore, I win. And that's the argument. It's like, uh, does that mean you don't buy them as good a breakfast? I mean, you're not going to brunch for, you know, 50 bucks a head. Maybe you're just taking them by the local AMPM for a, a breakfast taquito. Something that's been rolling in the hot lamp for about a day and a half. Although it is mom. If you bought my mom cheap breakfast, she wouldn't let you forget it. God bless the woman. Rest in peace, Mom. You were a picky woman.
not without reason. We grew up in a, a fast food place, but we also did breakfast. So it's like when you deal with food and that's the family business, you get to know food. I can walk into a restaurant, not a high-end one, that's not my background, but if I walk into like a, a burger place that does a breakfast, I can walk in and within about 30 seconds tell you whether or not the, you know, the food's going to rock or whether the food sucks. And that's just based on decades of experience. I began working in a, a behind a, in a burger place when I was 10. I stood on a milk crate because I couldn't see over the counter, but I ran the cash register. I was good too. Nobody scammed me for money. But uh, I think when it comes to buying other people's shit, and it is funny because that is still how I, even though I've identified it, my stuff is stuff, other people's stuff is shit, I'm still thinking of it that way. That's how caught up we are in this. So I think if you take that perhaps decades, most of your life programming that makes you think of your stuff as stuff and other people's stuff as shit, you roll all of that into one subject and you end up with today's episode trying to buy and sell other people's shit on today's Caffeinated Humor. So the gypsies have moved in up the street. Now, are they really gypsies? I have no clue. But when they moved in a month ago, they had a garage sale the first day, and it's been going on every day since. I think they missed the clue that the garage sale is supposed to be like a temporary thing. You do it on a Sunday and then you're done. And what they're selling is pure shit. You know how most people want to go to garage sales early on a Sunday because the really good stuff is there? And if you go late, you know that all the good stuff is gone. And you're hoping to catch like some of the secondary good stuff, but even the secondary good stuff is gone. Now imagine it's weeks later. Because most of the time you get there four hours late. It's late enough in the day that all the marginally good stuff, secondary stuff, even third brown stuff is gone. And all that's left is the shit that ends up sitting on the curb next to the garbage cans because no one would take it for free. Even the homeless guys pushing shopping carts looking for scrap metal. They don't even glance at it. That is just sad. Now sometimes when you get go garage hunt, sale hunting, you really find some treasures. But the odds against finding serious gems in any garage sale, eh, pretty slim and, and, and far between. Mainly because, and I don't know why people don't see this, a garage sale is essentially a collection of other people's shit that they don't feel is worth keeping. It's one step above being flat-out garbage, and in some cases it's worse. And that's just nasty. Now, in every neighborhood, there's always one house that is always having a garage sale. Now, that doesn't include my new neighbors. They're actually cranking it up to a level I've never seen before. And the stuff that the, the people that have a regular garage sale have, their stuff usually sucks. But at the other end of this is the neighbor that never has a garage sale. Hasn't in 40 years. And then something happens, like the, the husband dies, the wife dies, somebody, and they have a garage sale. And their shit is golden because it's it's been collecting for so long that they've lost the value of it. But you're looking at it going, oh my god. Now, this is the type of garage sale you find like an unknown Rembrandt painting at. The kind you hear about at the Antiques Roadshow. 
you know, you bought this for 50 cents and, oh, it turns out it's worth 200,000. I hate to admit I watch that show, but I do. Some of that crap is hysterical in that it is that ugly, but these people are convinced it's worth millions. And those are the ones that honestly, this is where my black little heart gets so excited. They come in and, well, I know that it's worth a lot. My grandmother paid this much at this. It, and it turns out, no, it's just crap. And it's usually somebody with an English accent telling you it's crap, which makes it worse. Now, some crap is so ugly that it's like, how could anybody look at it and say, this is wonderful? But some dealer from God knows where is willing to pay through the nose for stuff like, you know, ugly hand mirrors that once belonged to Bobby Kennedy's mistress. I'm not a fan of antiques or the Kennedys. Now, one is worthless and the other one will sell easily at auction. Care to guess which? Back to garage sales. When a bad garage sailor begins to panic, it's an ugly thing to see. From the second the first customer comes onto your lawn and begins to paw through your stuff, there's a countdown timer that's going, whether you realize it or not. And it's different for everybody, but when your countdown timer hits zero, panic sets in, and that's when the price reductions begin. When you spent several hours the day before carefully judging and considering, weighing what the pieces of, of everything should be, the prices and where it should be positioned. Oh, I'll put this in front of this. So somebody sees this and then they see that right by, they're going to buy both. But you're, four, you're three and a half hours in, nobody has touched either one of them. You begin to panic and all that falls away. You do a desperate spiral of price dropping. Because in the end, and you really need to realize this, your stuff is just shit. And even you don't want to get stuck with it. And if I have to come out on a Sunday early and look at your shit, I'm going to have coffee.